This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. During the time that William Branham's divine healing gospel was in full swing, and when Gordon Lindsay was Branham's campaign manager, the meetings had booths that sold various books and pamphlets and pictures of Houston lighting and more. One of the items sold was a pamphlet entitled Divine Healing in the Branham Campaigns, which told readers what was necessary in order to keep one's healing. You can read this online at the link that I'm showing below. Though Branham promoted the idea that 80% of Jesus' ministry was on divine healing, the version of Christ that Branham pointed to was one that was powerless to heal or to maintain healing without the patient's power to have faith in themselves or faith in the person or God performing the healing ritual. According to William Branham, Christ could never heal a person without this perfect faith. He says this in 1948, Now this is during the time of the early ministry of the Master. He had been healing the people everywhere, and his fame went out. Now if the people would have doubted him that he was the Son of God, that he was the healer divine, they could not have been healed. Even his prayer for them would not have healed them. His hands wouldn't have, he pauses and says, laying them upon wouldn't have healed them. He said, Jesus never took credit for healing anyone. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has saved thee. That's William Branham, 1948, Sermon Index 48-0304. <clears throat> healing of the body is a natural process that is a gift from God. Isaiah says that by his stripes we're healed. And in the New Testament, it includes several passages of Scripture describing a loving God that offers healing to his children. The Gospels give many examples of this, including examples where Jesus healed unbelieving sinners through grace and through mercy. But Branham's Gospel seemed quite different. In this pamphlet sold at the Branham campaigns, there was a section entitled, 
the important matter of keeping one's healing. In this section, place the healing on the shoulders of the sick and the afflicted, rather than the God of mercy who loved them, and specifically away from the man that was on the platform that the people had placed their faith upon. In this pamphlet it says, There are, however, numbers of good Christians, conscious people, who evidently receive a gracious touch from the Lord, but for some reason or other do not seem to get a complete healing. To those that have certain types of disease, special instructions need to be given. In the case of a cancer patient, the cancer is usually killed after prayer. Nevertheless, in some cases, the cancer has to be eliminated from the body. Sometimes severe pain attends this elimination. If the person fails to understand this, he may fail to, re to recognize his healing altogether. However, the person that stands firmly in faith may expect complete deliverance. That's in the article, the pamphlet, Divine Healing in the Branham Campaigns. As a Christian, earnestly seeking God and comparing Branham's gospel to the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is essential to read the book of John. With regards to this weight being added to the shoulders of the sick and afflicted, one really needs to read John chapter 9. Chapter 9 of the Gospel according to John describes the man blind from birth, and the disciples thought this man was being punished from either his sins or the sins of the fathers. But Christ told them that his life and his affliction had purpose to glorify the Son of God. The Pharisees rebuked the man, telling him, to give praise and worship to God for his healing, not Christ. They told the man that Jesus was a sinner, undeserving of the glory. And the man did not know Jesus. He was not aware that Christ was the Son of God, and quite frankly, was only aware of one thing. Verse 25 of chapter 9 says, He answered, Whether he's a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. Again, Jesus asked the man if he believed, not to help the man keep his healing, but so that the man would know and understand him, Jesus, to be the Son of God. It says in verse 35, Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, This man, he answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He did not know. Reading this passage of Scripture and having been influenced by the teaching of William Branham, you're faced with this question. Would this man have been healed under Branham's gospel? Is Christ, the Son of God, the exact imprint and nature of God, or was he powerless to heal this man who did not yet believe in him? Was Branham correct? that even the prayers of Christ would have been left unanswered. I was faced with this question. And having found the answer in the Bible, I can easily sympathize with this man's plea to those who did not believe in Christ. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see.